Hi there, and welcome to Brushes with Cancer Southern Region Spotlights. I'm Stephen, and today I'll be chatting with artist Alex Hart and her inspiration, Erin Morrison. We'll talk about their involvement with Twist Out Cancer, how they became participants in the Brushes with Cancer program, how their connection unfolded and developed, and what they continue carrying with them from their experience together. It's great to have you both on. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I wanted to start off with you, Erin. Could you just tell me a little bit about how you first, you know, got got introduced to TOC and Brushes with Cancer? Absolutely. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer in February of 2020. And so I went through breast cancer diagnosis and treatment during COVID. And at some point in the summer of 2020, when doing mass amounts of research and investigation and trying to educate myself, breast cancer, breast cancer treatment, breast cancer therapy, different resources that are out there, I found Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer. And this program was very interesting to me because I myself have an art background and have been wanting to get back into doing fine arts and, and some different art things myself. So that's kind of how I found out about it and uh, reached out to Twist Out Cancer. But uh, like everything else during COVID, it seemed like um, things took an extended amount of time and I wasn't really sure if the Brushes with Cancer program was going to be continuing during the COVID period. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for for that introduction, and we're going to get a little bit more into into your journey and into yeah your your experience with TOC in a bit. But I wanted to bring Alex in and, and ask you basically the same question, Alex. How did you get involved with with this program? Yeah, hi, I'm Alex. <laughs> for everyone that's just starting to listen, but I go to Tulane University. I'm a senior now, but one of my really good friends when I was a junior, Ellie Monison, has worked with Twist Out Cancer. I don't know how many years, but she like did some administrative work and loved it. And I, over COVID, so the beginning of COVID was when I really started painting. I didn't know how much of an artsy side I had until I was stuck at home every single day and not able to go outside. <laughs> so yeah, and so I did that over COVID. And then when I came back to school, we had like a painting day where we just like sat in the park and painted because she's also has a very like, beautiful artistic side and she was like I think you would love this you should do it and I was like I and she explained it to me more and I was like I genuinely couldn't think of anything more interesting and more meaningful to do with art so I signed up and now we're here (laughs) (laughs) okay well that that's very cool and that sort of leads me to my my next question which is what was your expectation coming into this, Alex, as an artist? Uh, and like, just, you know, what, what were you expecting? And how, how did uh, your experience measure up to those expectations? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't even know what my expectations were. I don't think I really had any. Cause I think that is the beautiful thing about art is it kind of is a thing with no expectations. Like every artist has their own perspective on the same story. So I don't even know what I expected. I definitely didn't expect, not that I thought I wouldn't, but I didn't expect to meet somebody I got along with as well as I do with Aaron. I don't think we could be more similar in terms of personality and like conversations, everything. So that was great. I didn't expect 
to meet somebody that I would be in contact with that I would love to be in contact with like for permanently. But yeah, I think it definitely surpassed my expectations. It is obviously with like COVID and everything going on. It's definitely a little tough because I'm a perfectionist and I love huge pieces of art. So I was like, this is definitely has to be a giant painting. So it was a little, it has been tough to, you know, get everything the way I wanted it on time, but it's been an amazing experience that surpassed all of my expectations that I really don't, I don't know what they were, but it surpassed every expectation that I had. <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually on that note, I, I just wanted to check in with the two of you. Um, di- different groups that I've spoken with have been at different stages in this process. Aaron, have you seen the the final product of this yet? Has, has the unveiling occurred? I have not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've seen, you know, (laughs) a little bit in progress, but um, not yet seen the final piece. Like Alex said, we've, you know, gotten along so well. And it's funny because, you know, at the beginning of this, the TOC does a really good job of kind of saying, you know, what their expectations are for this and, you know, what your commitment is. And they say that, you, you know, you'll talk with your artist, you should plan on talking with them, you know, maybe five hours, five different times, maybe five hours total investment of time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Alex and I have talked dozens upon dozens <laughs> upon dozens of times. And so, you know, our whole experience with this and, and we really became, I think, more bonded during this. Mm-hmm. And so we really shared a lot more and because of that, we've also, because of COVID and the delay, this, our event was supposed to be in March and it got delayed till May. So we really took advantage of that extra time to continue, yeah. continuously talk and, and talk about the process and what this is and the piece. But then of course, you know, then there's mother nature and you know, hurricanes and uh, <laughs> tornadoes and all sorts of other fun things that happened in the, in the midst. So unfortunately we were supposed to do a reveal um, a couple of weeks ago and life just kind of happens. And so we have not yet done that. Gotcha. <laughs> will be tomorrow though. I, we had like a couple tornadoes and hurricanes in New Orleans. Oh. So that's like pushed back every step of that on my end. So hopefully that's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that all these obstacles have been thrown at you. Um, It's tomorrow though, did you say? Yeah, because we have to get it mounted or like there's a certain way it has to be shipped. And so at that, I sent it there today. So I'm picking it up tomorrow morning. So. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's very exciting. And Aaron, I mean, it's it's wonderful to hear you talk about just, yeah, how this relationship just evolved into into much more than, you know, how it was maybe initially like described to you that it, that it would go. Alex, feel free to chime in. But, but Aaron, I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit more about what that process was like for you, you know, of, of getting to know this person and yeah, and, and serving as an inspiration for, for this work of art. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I kind of like Alex, I, I wasn't exactly sure what my expectations were. You know, I, I knew we were going to talk and there would be, you know, an art piece. And part of my my draw to this, to the TOC and Brushless Cancer Program was the idea of fundraising and helping to develop something that could be used as a fundraiser to help other people. And mm-hmm. one of the things from the beginning of this has been my, you know, why, just why. And so I'm trying to understand what am I supposed to be pulling out of this uh, from cancer in general? 
and developing from this. And a big thing I've thought about and I've been talking to people about is, you know, the importance of education and advocating for yourself. And Alex is like the same age as my daughter. And so I think that's part of why we have this draw to one another and we are so much alike. And I think back about, you know, if I would have known at their age, what I know now, you know, how differently things would be possibly for me. I talk about people advocating for themselves and doing different things and learning. And then when I think about the TOC and what their goal was to help people, not only through educating, advocating and resources, but also with different types of therapy and art therapy and with art being a big part of my life, you know, as an artist and then meeting Alex through this, you know, it just, it's kind of all interconnected in a really unexpected way how it's all intertwined yeah it absolutely does um and alex a a related question for you i mean could you just tell me i mean could you tell me a little bit about aaron you know i mean like tell tell me about your relationship and and how it how it worked but like you know as an artist who was charged with with creating something in addition to forming this relationship like what did you see in her that that really spoke to you and i'm also curious i mean you know you mentioned how similar the two of you are i'm also curious to hear about those similarities yeah, I think when I first, I remember my first phone call with Aaron, we both have huge personalities in similar and different ways. But I remember like Aaron telling stories and I was laughing so hard. But then like, I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. But Aaron, I think, I know I'm talking about you as if you're not here, but <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it. Exactly. But Aaron wears her heart on her sleeve, but also has no idea the effect that she has on people at all, like in the best way possible. I don't, I genuinely can say that I've never met anybody that cares more about other people, but not just like people, like her surrounding people and people in her life. It's like everyone. Like I remember we were talking, I don't know what conversation this was because as Aaron said, we talked a lot of times, but she was telling me about like a family, I think it was a family friend who was diagnosed with can- with breast cancer and had no idea how to handle it. And Erin did so much of her own research trying to help this person that was definitely just too scared to, you know, talk about it and ask for help. Like Erin said, she wished she would have known just about like the radiation process, like things that you can do to make yourself feel better. And that just stuck out, stuck out to me so much because then not even in the story itself, but the way Erin was telling it, I was like, this woman has absolutely no idea the effect she has on other people. She does it because she genuinely cares about the well-being of everyone. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful things because a lot of people know, you know, a lot of people do things and they know like they're doing it for a specific reason. And a lot of it has to do with themselves. Not a bad thing. I think everyone wants to be recognized and we do things out of the kindness of our heart, but there is always a part of us that wants to be acknowledged for it. But Aaron is one of the people I met that really does do everything out of just the pure, genuine, like, desire to help and be there for everyone who doesn't necessarily have somebody there for them. So I noticed that in the way she was telling her stories and the way she talked to me about her journey. It wasn't even in the things that she was saying, but one of my things is I love, like, I think it's interesting to read people. And that's why as big of a personality as I have, I also love to listen. I can talk, but I also love to listen. And I think it's interesting because... 
just the way someone tells stories and, you know, their mannerisms, like we FaceTimed a lot. It's just so interesting because like I met Aaron's family and all that. And you can just tell, I don't know, just the way she like carries herself is so genuine, but also like she has no idea like the effect that she has on other people. So that's definitely what stuck out to me the most. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. How, without giving it away too much, can you tell us a little bit about elements of of her and elements of of your relationship that you were that were really in in the front of your mind as as you were creating this piece? Mm-hmm. Of I, Aaron sent me a lot of photos just from her journey. She has a phenomenal team of family and friends that love her to death. So that was a huge part of the piece for me because there were like little things that I because I sp- specifically asked her like what are things that like stick out to you, not things, but like objects that represent like moments that could kind of like a, a little thing that represents a huge part of your journey. And she gave me like a lot of things that people have given her and like bracelets that, you know, were made and just all this stuff that I was like, how am I going to incorporate this into like all of this into a piece that like flows? So I changed the piece so many times like I've made changes that Aaron doesn't even know about yet because I like went back through my notes and like elements of Aaron would just be that she has a huge team and like all of these little things I put into a kind of realistic landscape it's like half abstract half realistic but like she gave me so many things to work with that I think all of the elements of her personality but more the way other people see her are reflected in the piece it's not as much to do with her personally as it is with the way other people see like her place in the world if that makes sense yeah cool that's that's very interesting and you mentioned you know what a great listener she was and Aaron I I wanted to ask you because you had a a few interesting things to say about you know listening and and telling um, in your pre-interview I I was struck by you know one thing that you mentioned was that this program hooked you up with people who really want to hear your story and and that you didn't have to worry so much about, you know, am I am I just rambling to this person? So could you tell me a little bit about your experience in, in light of that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting when you go through something like this, when you go through something life-changing and, you know, for me, this cancer diagnosis, you know, some people, everybody kind of reacts and internalizes and, and handles it in a different way. And some people don't want to talk about it at all. And, and me from day one, I wanted to talk about it to everybody. And it was really kind of crazy because the more I started to talk about it, the more I realized and found out that there's so many people dealing with cancer and the number of people that have cancer are impacted by cancer, affected by cancer or fighting cancer. You know, we had a family member who had a cancer diagnosis and was afraid to tell the family and they didn't say anything until I told that person that I had cancer and what I was dealing with and said, you know, you can't be afraid, you know, we're here to help you. And so I quickly became that person that i was talking to everybody, anybody who was around me. I talked about cancer all the time and I was talking to them about numbers and education and advocating and what can be done. And, you know, all of these different, I, I became like a walking encyclopedia on all sorts of different things and treatments and therapies and resources and all of this stuff. And I kind of 
felt like to myself, I worried that I, I became like that rambling chick, that <laughs> rambling cancer chick that you can't have a conversation without it being cancer centric or cancer, you know, focused. And so I, I kind of started worrying about that, that, okay, you know, I don't want to only be about cancer. If it sounds weird, you know, I, I don't want that to be who I am. It's a part of me and it's definitely changed me, but having this experience with Alex and again, having a young person who's the age of my daughter from the beginning, I said, you know, when I learned that one out of every three women will be diagnosed with some type of cancer in their lifetime, one out of every two men, one out of every eight women will be breast cancer. I immediately thought about my daughter and the fact that she and all of her friends, you know, and all these girls that I, you know, seen grow up and I love, they will in their lifetime be directly impacted by this. They will have it. They will have a loved one, a family member. And it was really important for me to show them that it's okay to feel bad and, and to cry and give yourself a moment, but then you can't just curl up in the fetal position, hope somebody else handles it for you. And you can't rely on doctors, but they really have to learn to advocate for themselves and educate and how important it is for them right now to learn what their body is, what, you know, what's normal in their body. So that they're more aware moving forward because early detection is the key. So the sooner they can understand and not be ashamed of their bodies and understand what normal is, the earlier this can be um, detected. And so I started talking about this to everybody. And then to me, Alex is kind of that age and to have somebody who I could literally sit there and for hours and we could talk mm -hmm. and it wasn't because I just happened to be in the same place as her. It was because she really wanted to be there and listen to me and to hear the story. And, and that was really great for me to kind of like get a lot of it out, you know, because I needed to talk about it out loud and then to kind of sit back and go, Ooh, shit. Okay. I got all that off my chest. That feels really good. Yeah. And now just talk to other people and, and it's kind of helped me kind of gauge and to be like, okay, hey, I know I'm spewing a lot of stuff to you right now. Or do you, do you, want, you know, if at any point I get to a point that you just don't want to hear it, let me know or whatever. But it, it was really nice to have an outlet that I didn't have to worry about if I was this annoying rambling chick that's, you know, on my soapbox now trying to help every single person in the world that I can, <laughs> even, you know my male lady or person, you know, dropping off an Amazon delivery. But instead it was somebody who really wanted to listen and know all these details. So it was very therapeutic for me in that way. Yeah, I, well, I'm glad to hear that. And I think that you have each sort of answered this already, but um, if we could just sort of focus on this as, as a way of, of summing things up. And I'm going to put this to you first, Alex. What are your big takeaways and, and what kind of impact did this program have on you? It certainly sounds like the dynamic between the two of you, in addition to just being like a very nice friendship, has, you know, I mean, it sounds like there's there's a lot to take away from that. But yeah, what has the impact on you been? How do you think it's going to affect you going forward? And what would you say to people who are considering uh, signing up for this program? That's a very interesting question. It's definitely given me more perspective on how to tell somebody else's story through my own eyes. I think in art, you know, like, I haven't really told somebody else's story. I've commissioned, I've done commission pieces for people, but it hasn't really been about an experience that they've had and like their journey. 
So I've definitely taken away how to like blend how I view somebody and like the way they tell their story, which is definitely interesting because I've never had to do that before. And it has been a great learning experience for me in the painting. You can see sides of both myself and Erin and in her journey, I guess to anybody that would sign up for this, I would just say definitely be prepared to get emotional because it does bring up just so much and like some, um, not just emotions, but like, you know, past experiences that like you've had and the other person's had it and that on top of just getting emotional, obviously is a little bit tough. I say be prepared, but it is a good thing. Like it obviously is really sad, but it's also great to learn. Like you learn so much about the other person and also you learn about yourself through that. Like I, you know, learned a little bit more about how cancer has directly affected me because a lot of the experiences that I've had with cancer were when I was younger. I dealt with it by trying not to think about it for so long. So it that it definitely brought up that stuff for me, which in the moment obviously is definitely hard and scary, but great thing for growth in the long run. But in the end, it's just such an amazing feeling to have made obviously a lifelong friend, but also to have been able to capture somebody's story in a piece of art that they'll be able to cherish forever, whether they have it, they whether they end up having it or not, but also just it exists now and it's something that you can always look at and always see and will always remind you of your connection to that person and like just something that's a piece of their journey. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, that's beautiful. And, um, Aaron, uh, yeah, to, to wrap up, I will put the same question to you. You know, I mean, what, what do you feel like your takeaways are? This has really been a great, you know, experience in many ways. And just like Alex said, just kind of be prepared, but also like from the inspiration side to figure out what you're comfortable with. You know, this experience might help people who maybe aren't as open to sharing their journey like I was and am. Um, This might help them have a uh, new perspective on that and give them somebody to talk to that maybe they don't have. One thing that, you know, Alex helped me learn through this was when I would talk about certain things and Alex would respond or we would talk about how other people would react to things and say things that it's very easy to read into sometimes what people's like reaction or what they say to you or the words that come out of their mouth and and understanding that sometimes those words is the best way that they know how to respond. Mm. You know, cancer, when somebody, the way I was treated was when I told somebody I had cancer, I was immediately treated like I was dying. Like that, that was this general overtone that was given to me. And it, it, was very shocking to me. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not how this is. And things that I would talk to, you know, Alex about, and she would say, you know, warrior and this and that. And I was learning through my journey. Like some people, they don't want to be called warriors. You know, they don't want to do this or people would say things and it's, they would make comments, but that's because that's the only way they know how to react because people don't lots of times talk about these things. You know, like Alex talked about when she'd experienced it, she just, the way she dealt with it was by trying to just avoid it. And, and so that's been one thing for me, if, you know, people would say things that I would kind of take it one way and then I'd have to step back and say, that's not maybe really what they meant, or that's, 
the only way they know how to react. So doing this experience will help you kind of have an introspective look at not only yourself and give you an outlet to talk about your journey and talk about your experience, but also to get perspective from another person on that and to learn more about you know, yourself and communication, communication with others, how others communicate with you and how to look at that in a different way, because you forget that cancer is affecting you, but then cancer is affecting everybody else around you and how just as they're helping you, how do you help them and, and be more understanding and to think about really, you know, what's in their heart versus maybe what, what they're saying. Thank you, Erin. That, that's such a such a great perspective to hear, uh, and I appreciate you sharing it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Is, is there anything else that you would like to to include here that we didn't touch on, real quick? There's just you know one thing I I would like to add in there. A big part of my journey was that you know I went through treatment during COVID, which was very very difficult because you know you always hear about, you know, when you think about somebody's sick, somebody has an ailment, you're like, Oh, what can I do for you? And how can I help? And, you know, during COVID, it it just was not possible. I I joke around now and I tell people who are dealing with cancer, I'm like, if anybody says they want to offer you some help or how can they help, even if you don't feel like you need help, take advantage of that. Cause I said, what I would give now to have somebody say, how can I help? And I'd be like, can you go pick up my groceries, come clean my toilet? and change, you know, the sheets on my bed, I would kill for that right now. But during COVID, I couldn't, I couldn't get that. You know, we were all hell, we were all scrubbing our mail, you know, and cleaning our groceries. You know, the last thing anybody really could do is come here to a cancer patient's house and and even sit around and help me. And the really great thing about TOC, Twist Out Cancer, is they still found ways to help people impacted by cancer with different types of therapy programs that they were doing and offering resources online and virtually to still reach out and help people, which was really awesome because, you know, although we were going through a global pandemic, you know, cancer didn't stop and cancer treatment didn't stop and people still being impacted didn't stop. And so they really went out of their way to try to make sure they were able to be there and help us and offer resources through a really tough time that was only exponentially perpetuated by the fact that we were in the middle of a global pandemic at the same time. So I think that was really great. And again, a great part of my experience with TOC. So 